You're listening to the Pro-Life Ohio podcast presented by Ohio Right to Life. I'm Allie Frazier, the Director of Communications at Ohio Right to Life and your host. Enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to season two of the Pro-Life Ohio podcast. I'm super excited to be here with Jess today to do a special March for Life episode. We thought we would kick off the new season of the Pro-Life Ohio podcast by kind of just like reminiscing about the March, talking about how the March for Life is different this year, and uh, just kind of looking forward to what the Pro-Life movement is going to be up to this year. I'm Allie Frazier. I am the Director of Communications at Ohio Right to Life. And I'm Jessica Warner, the Director of Legislative Affairs. So we are super excited to talk to you guys today and just share some March for Life history and uh, yeah, just talk March today. So today is the 48th uh, annual March for Life. The March for Life has been going on since 1974. It was originally a peaceful protest on the anniversary of Roe versus Wade, and it has gone on every year since 1974. That is correct. Um, even after 9-11, the march still happened, um, which was obviously a time of a lot of concern for public places because um, we just didn't know what terrorism at that point would look like or how it would happen. So um, even this year, after a lot of the concerning issues of this year, um, obviously it was chosen to happen more virtually this year. But regardless, there are still leaders from across the nation that have been chosen to still perform a version of this march this year. So we we still have a track record going, but we're going to come back next year stronger than ever. Exactly. Yeah, the march is still being held this year, but it's been being held on a virtual format. So as Jess said, lots of leaders, um, pro-life leaders from around the nation will still be gathering in the Capitol, but it'll be kind of a smaller, intimate group. And then assuming thousands will be actually live streaming the march. And I actually just went and registered an RSVP to watch the march live today. Um, It's super easy. All you type in is like your name, your email address, and they actually email you a link to click on the live stream so you can still keep up to date and watch the march as it's happening um, just virtually instead of in person. And my hope actually is that more people are going to be able to access the march this year because they can literally just clink click on a link in their email as opposed to have to drive or or fly to DC. So it's disappointing for sure that we can't physically be together, but I'm excited to still be able to march for life and to keep our perfect track record up. Exactly. And um, we're going to continue doing this every year until Roe v. Wade is overturned and abortion is ended in America. Obviously, our main work here at Ohio Right to Life is to work on our portion of that so that when Roe v. Wade is overturned, that we will be able to ban abortion in Ohio entirely. Absolutely. And that is our goal, obviously, to ban abortion and ending Roe versus Wade. Overturning it is going to be the first step in that. And I think that's part of the reason why the March for Life is so important is it's kind of an annual reminder that no matter what obstacles the pro-life movement faces, we are still moving forward and we are still committed to ending Roe. So I think this year, even though the march does look different, I think I think it's revealed a lot of the resilience of the pro-life movement, mm-hmm. how even when things you know are thrown our way, we have curveballs come, the pro-life movement is quick on their feet, they're ready to adapt, and they're more committed to ending abortion 
than ever before, which is pretty awesome. And not just the March for Life itself, you can watch virtually. There's a lot of other events that happen typically surrounding the March for Life. Um, So a lot of those things are also happening happening virtually. So you can find those, whatever it be that you normally participate in, uh, events surrounding it. A lot of the banquets are happening virtually and other different events. Um, I can say one of the things I miss the most is just being able to be together with so many different components of the pro-life movement. Cause I always say the pro-life movement is made up of a lot of different people in a lot of different roles, whether that be your individual grassroots, you know, pro-life person, or it can be a variety of organizations such as pregnancy centers to Ohio right to life chapters or groups, or you think of things like adoption agencies or Agencies focus specifically on reaching out to clinic workers uh, for Planned Parenthood facilities and things along those lines to to bring them out of that bondage. And as well, just so many other different pieces of the pro-life movement, things that you don't always think of when you think of the pro-life movement and realize they are all integral parts of ensuring that not only do we end abortion, but we provide for women and mothers once we, you know, once we um, have ended abortion. Absolutely. And I think going to the March for Life, as both of us have multiple times in years past, one of the biggest things that I think is a huge encouragement is seeing everyone come together and seeing how many different organizations are out there Mm -hmm. to help. And I think that this year, even though we're not physically meeting, we can still do that. I think a great way to stay connected to the different organizations and kind of seeing the different facets of the pro-life movement, how they're serving women, how they're Mm -hmm. saving babies is to follow them on social media if you can. Um, There are tons of great organizations out there that would have been represented at the march. Some of them will um, in that small group of leaders that's still participating. But I would highly recommend, like Jess said, follow the people who are boots on the ground, getting the work done, meeting women's needs, saving little children. Um, I mean, you mentioning, um, you know, people reaching out to abortion workers. That's incredibly important. Mm -hmm. Um, If you actually look up and then there were none, that is an organization that was actually started by Abby Johnson, who used to be actually a manager at a Planned Parenthood location. Um, And she has started this ministry to rescue out of abortion facilities, uh, women and men who are working there. Mm -hmm. And that is, I think that is an organization that is near and dear to my own heart because I used to be a sidewalk counselor. So I've definitely referred people to that information. And if you actually go to abortion worker, um, I believe it is abortionworker.com, it will actually have all the resources. All the information is anonymous. Um, they're not going to, you know, divulge any information if you are a clinic worker mm-hmm. who is looking to get out and they will help you do that transition, both with help figuring out finances and then also, I believe, um, help on the legal side if you need that as well. Yeah. And I think that just goes into there's so many different organizations, some that aren't only focus on the life issue uh, or the abortion issue, but that focus on a wide range, whether it be legal defense for people um, or it is things like embrace grace organizations. Um, There's just, there's such a plethora of them that play a role in advancing the pro-life movement and making America pro-life that it can be really rejuvenating to realize that there's all these different ways that we can play a role in that regardless of whether or not you work at Ohio Right to Life or you do something else, um, you can still play a huge role in that. 
So I'm definitely going to miss being there physically with everybody and, and meeting individuals from different organizations that I might not even know existed before. But um, there's still that opportunity to learn about them, to see what different organizations are participating in this, and to um, just learn more about the pro-life movement as a whole, whether it be national or localized groups. Absolutely. And talking about different organizations and how they're contributing to the cause of life, both here in Ohio and nationally, reminds me of the first time that I went to the March for Life with you guys. We were both working with different organizations at the time and were able to connect. I was a Students for Life leader at the time and Jess was already with Ohio Right to Life. Mm-hmm. And just being in that crowd of hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah, it was a little difficult to find you guys. It was very hard to find us. Thankfully, I had a huge, huge Ohio flag. And in the sea of people, we were able to uh, eventually find, find Jess. Yes, yeah, it, it took us a second. I mean, for me, <laughs> I'm incredibly directionally challenged. So um, it was, it's, on top of that, having a few tens of thousands and maybe even hundreds <laughs> of, of thousands of friends. people there um, and trying to find people, especially when cell service, when you have that many people in one location, it's terrible. Um, so that that was really exciting. Um, I'm grateful that I get to just not have to find somebody in a massive crowd this year, but instead uh, we want to also let you know just the different resources that are out there as far as ways to participate. So not only again, Can you watch these things live or go to banquets live or things like that? You can also, there's a lot of different local pro-life groups throughout Ohio that are doing their own Roe Remembrance Days, marches, gatherings, whether it be virtual or in person. And a lot of that information you can find, um, yeah, on our website. If you actually go to uh, ohiolife.org, which is our website, there is a link uh, or a tab on, uh, you click on take action and then you click on March for Life and it'll give you a list of events. A lot of the events have already happened um, since this year, the March for Life nationally is a week later because of inauguration Mm day. Um, A lot of the events did occur on last week, which was the anniversary of Roe versus Wade, but there are still a few happening And even if you can't participate in a March for Life event, say like this week, Mm -hmm. your right to life chapters still need your help all year Mm -hmm. long. I know I've heard a lot of people in the pro-life movement say a lot of people go to the March for Life and they participate and it's wonderful. They get super excited. Um, But then that, you know, that level of passion and involvement Mm -hmm. doesn't always translate into the rest of the year. So to be honest, your local right to life group, your local students for life group, any pro-life group that you want to get involved with needs your help, not just now in January, where the pro-life movement is really active and moving, but also throughout the year. Absolutely. And I think that is just something that we need to take back. I think every year at the March, I feel really rejuvenated just seeing how many people are so passionate about the movement. Um, Oftentimes we, or every year we have partnered with Senator Rob Portman and Congressman Jim Jordan and um, the entire Ohio pro-life congressional group, um, which we are so blessed to have so many of our Ohio congressmen and senator be so strongly and outspokenly pro-life. So we get to partner with them to have a reception usually after the march, uh, which I get to speak at. And it is always so wonderful to see such a variety of individuals there um, because the pro-life movement is not a monolith. It is not a singular group of people. It's not a singular way of thinking either. We have, I mean, tons of different pro-life groups from things like um, 
secular pro-life to feminists for life to, um, you know, your tr more traditional Catholic pro-lifers and things along those lines. It is so wonderful to see how this is an issue that we truly can get behind on as a nation and not just as a very specific, you know, or more religious group of people. There are so many different backgrounds and reasons to be pro-life. And that is one of the coolest things for me at the March and something that I'm really looking forward to next year. Absolutely. And I think it's really cool that this year, the theme of the March for Life is Together Strong, Life Unites. I think it's kind of ironic considering that we are not physically together this year for the March, but I think it really highlights the fact that the pro-life movement's strength is in our unity. And the fact that even when we do get these curveballs thrown our way, like not being able to march physically, the commitment level is still strong and we are together in spirit, even if we're not yeah. physically present in one place. Well, I think the the concept is the fact that together, not while we're in one place, because honestly, if we're together physically, we're not going to be nearly as impactful, but together in a sense of together moving towards the same goal, that we're all working in our individual lanes and in our individual places and in our individual ways that we have our strengths and putting that effort together throughout the nation that we can truly save lives and that we can truly see that life is uniting us all. And that's kind of what I was saying earlier with the different groups with different backgrounds. This is the one thing that we all have in common. And this is the one thing that we can all have in common, um, regardless of political party or preference or any of those things. This is something that should unite us and can unite us. So I think that honestly is a really encouraging theme to me because it is the reality of the pro-life movement. I totally agree, Jess. And I think that moving forward, I think our unity is going to be our biggest asset, especially when you look at the fact that like you said, our unity is kind of moving us to be more involved on a smaller level because of the changes in the March this year. And when I think about the changes that are happening federally for abortion, for instance, mm -hmm. um, yesterday, um, President Biden did rescind the Mexico City policy, which is a vital pro-life protection that kept um, the U.S. government from paying for abortions overseas. And so I think we're going to see on the federal level, you know, a lot more anti-life um, type kind of momentum. But on the grassroots level, I think that we're going to start seeing more and more traction. And we've seen that in Ohio. We've seen Ohio turn overwhelmingly pro-life over the last decade. Abortions are down by over 30%. Half of the abortion facilities in our state have closed. We have 26 different pro-life initiatives signed into law. And I think primarily too, we've seen the pro-life movement always be a state-by-state -state mission. And, exactly. and we know that regardless, this needs to be a localized issue or we're never going to win. And so honestly, though, I think there's a lot of panic and, and I understand why there's a lot of concern. And, and of course, we're brokenhearted over the Biden administration's pro-abortion stance and let it not be confused. It is a pro-abortion stance, not just um, a pro-choice or anything along those lines. Um, but we know that just as Trump's executive orders can be rescinded, um, so can any executive orders that the Biden administration puts forward. So as much as they will be painful to live with for the next four years, it is important to know what he can and cannot do. And right now we already have what we believe could be six pro-life Supreme Court justices. And so regardless of what the Biden administration does over the next four years, that likely will not change. Um, we're not going to lose that um, 
ratio of justices, and we're not going to lose the hundreds of pro-life federal judges that have been appointed either during the past administration. So those things have lasting impacts for decades. And what I can see happening is some of our pro-life advancements in legislation is going to eventually make its way to the Supreme Court. And so regardless of who is in the administration at that point, these still have impact. And, and we don't have to lose total hope in that. Also, the 2022 election is right around the corner. And I know that is <laughs> insane to say, and I wish we had more of a break in some way, shape or form. But at the same time, it's incredibly encouraging because that we have seen such advances in the United States Congress that were actually quite heartening. And I think there's a chance that we can win back the House and Senate. Um, and if we are able to do that, we basically restrict the Biden administration from being able to accomplish the majority of their agenda when it comes to the life issue. And so that is one thing that I am just kind of seeing as hopeful because America, we have survived so much worse. And I think we will continue to push and fight because it is never a straight line. It is never just a total progress to the end. It is going to be hills and valleys. And we are resilient because we know that our issue doesn't stop being important, that we know we can have an impact no matter where. And, and we don't just want to have an impact on the highest forms of government. We need to have an impact and convince everybody in the United States that this is a mission that we need to get behind. And so our job doesn't stop. It's totally, totally the case. And I think that people are going to be able to kind of batten down the hatches a little bit and focus on that grassroots level um, support of moms and babies and grassroots um, level legislation mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And if you think about it, ending Roe versus Wade is a big milestone in the pro-life movement. Like that's yeah. what we've been working towards. That's what the March for Life was originally, um, you know, in remembrance of the fact that Roe versus Wade had been decided. Um, but ending Roe versus Wade is just the first step in the pro-life movement. Life starts in our communities. After Roe versus Wade is overturned, abortion is not outlawed in the United States. Um, it's simply going to go back to the individual states to decide what they want to do about abortion. Um, so after that point, even the focus is grassroots. The mm -hmm. focus is on what are you doing in your community for life? How are you voting pro-life? How are you getting involved with your local right to life chapter or your pregnancy resource center. And I think that the next couple years where we're not going to see a lot of movement on the federal level towards life, we're going to see a lot of movement on the grassroots level yeah. towards life, because I think that our focus is going to be really sharply in our communities, which I think is going to be a positive. Yeah. And I think while we think of the fact that Roe v. Wade, we hope to be overturned really soon, we need to prepare for that day. And I think that's one thing that not only with our legislation, but also with our local communities, are we making a space for those moms and babies? Are we making a space for those families that are in need and that otherwise would have had an abortion? Are we making space for the babies who are born with Down syndrome because they weren't aborted due to their disability? Um, I think that's something that in our communities, in our churches, in our homes, that we can make big strides towards so that when that day comes, we are ready for it. One of the ways that we at Ohio Right to Life are doing that is through the Human Life Protection Act, which uh, we are going to be introducing here soon. And it essentially is a law that states that if and when Roe v. Wade are overturned, we will ban abortion in Ohio in, in its entirety and all different kinds of procedures. So 
that is a really simple piece of legislation that will have huge impacts when that day comes. And, and we're waiting for that day primarily because any but laws we pass right at this moment, if we were to totally ban abortions, because of Roe v. Wade would never be able to go into effect. And we already have our different heartbeat bill and the pain capable and dismemberment abortion bans already working their way through the court system to be able to challenge Roe v. Wade. So we have another law like the Human Life Protection Act ready to go to go into effect as soon as Roe v. Wade is overturned. So that is something we're doing right now in Ohio to prepare for that day. Absolutely. And I like to describe Roe versus Wade as kind of like a bottleneck when I'm describing how kind of pro-life legislation works and how our strategy for ending abortion has to do with challenging Roe versus Wade so we can get that out of the way and actually focus on what is best for each individual state and have the conversation on the state level about abortion. And Roe versus Wade is kind of this bottleneck that's allowing a lot of very good pro-life legislation that is supported by people in their state, that is supported by people in their community from going into effect. So a lot of the different pieces of legislation we pass are designed to target Roe versus Wade so that we can eventually get it overturned and then see a lot of good legislation that is life-affirming go into effect, like our trigger ban, which would go into effect if and when Roe versus Wade is overturned. So the pro-life movement is very active. We are very strategic in the way that we are fighting for life. We're doing it smart. We're doing it well. Um, and we're doing our best to end abortion in our lifetime. Yeah. So I think there are so many different ways that we can be involved in this, um, regardless of whether or not um, we are a part of a bigger organization. Um, obviously, as Ali said, getting involved in our local groups um, or find a group that maybe is a national group that speaks specifically to something that you care about in the pro-life movement or a need that you see. Um, there is such, I, th I think that's one of the things that being involved with Ohio Right to Life, I've seen that there is such a need for a wide variety of different organizations. Uh, it doesn't have to be a legislative or political advocacy group. It can be, um, as we've said many times, pregnancy centers or um, getting involved with your local church or adoption organizations or foster care groups or anti-human trafficking groups. Those are all a part of this broader mission. And um, I think you'd be surprised at how many different mission types and, and types of groups are available for you to find your own unique calling within the pro-life movement. And one of the best ways to do that is if you have social media to follow these accounts on social media because mm -hmm. a lot of the ways I actually ended up getting involved with the pro-life movement was because I was following these pro-life organizations on social media. And then when they had action alerts for different things that they wanted you to be aware of, or if they even had, you know, a project, you know, call this school system, tell them not to let Planned Parenthood in, mm -hmm. things like that, um, you start to get more involved and you meet people. And that's how I ultimately ended up where I was. So the first step is education. The first step is to make yourself a expert on abortion and pro-life resources and to be involved on social media because especially now during this time where we're dealing with COVID-19 and this global pandemic, a lot of people aren't able to do face-to-face -face meetings and even mm -hmm. some pro-life organizations are not having physical meetings right now. A great way is to literally just get yourself tooled up, go watch uh, the uh, abortion procedure videos that live action has to offer. Go and learn about your, your pro-life legislation that has been passed and is in the work at our website, ohiolife.com. Um, follow these different organizations, get connected. 
or start your own group. If you can't find a group on your college campus, um, contact Students for Life and start one. If you don't have a group at your church, go talk to your pastors. A lot of churches don't have pro-life groups, I think, simply because no one has set, stepped up and said, hey, this is something that's on my heart. Be that yeah. person. And I think especially it's important if we talk about starting groups or we talk about being a part of groups, make sure that you know a way to serve. Don't like I think one of those things where people don't want to just go to a meeting to meet. And yep. so I think that's why I stress a specific calling or a specific need that you can meet with that group. Um, because we, we need to be making sure that we're making an impact. Um, so that's why I say there's a lot of groups that can also help you start something. Um, I've, I've, again, I mentioned embrace grace, which is a really group, cool group that starts, uh, missions in churches to be able to welcome women who I think are typically, condemned by their churches um, and normally will go and have an abortion as to avoid kind of the condemnation from the church. And I think we need to learn how to, it's kind of the mission is to learn how to have grace for these women so that we don't push them towards abortions, that we show them God's grace and love um, be, regardless of their situation and then the needs that they, they may face. So um, there's just there's so much hope and so much that we can get involved with and so much we can do. And the other thing I want to mention is voting. I think that's a huge one, obviously, as a political advocacy organization and a legislative organization, that is something we see as a real need. And that's why I bring up things like the primary and, and election in 2022, that is going to have a huge impact on how much of this legislation actually gets done uh, from the Biden administration. So we need to make sure that pro-abortion legislation isn't passed and we maintain a strong pro-life presence in the uh, nation's capital. So that is some really cool ways. And, and just be following along with what we do here at Ohio Right to Life. We're going to be releasing more of our legislative agenda for this new year. Mm -hmm. And if there's something that you feel particularly moved by or something that you really want to get involved with, please contact us. We also are looking for people to testify, um, different doctors or medical experts to be able to come in and provide their expertise. We are always open to anyone who thinks that they are able to contribute some way in that. Um, we coordinate different pieces of testimony for that. So that's something that you can be involved in very easily or just calling and writing your legislator, making sure that you know where they stand on life is incredibly important. We are blessed to have a majority pro-life legislature in the House and Senate and a pro-life governor and, and uh, statewide uh, candidate or not candidates, but legislative political leaders. There we go. Um, and, but we can't take that for granted. We can never take that for granted. Yeah. And so encourage them in the fight that they're fighting, encourage them that they are doing the right thing and encourage them to continue to make this a priority because they end up getting a lot of different things thrown at them as soon as they're elected and, and they hear so many different priorities. And there are a lot of priorities in Ohio, but make sure the pro-life movement is on the forefront of their minds. Make sure that we can get some of these legislations pieces of legislation passed. Absolutely. Yeah. I think there's a lot to do, right? There's a lot of ways to get involved. There's a lot of ways to support your pro-life leaders. Um, voting, as Jess said, getting involved, as I said. And honestly, we have a good path ahead of us. I don't think it's going to be an easy one. I think we're going to see a lot of setbacks on the national level, level in the coming years. But honestly, I think it's going to toughen us up. And I think that we are going to be able to move forward in new ways mm -hmm. that we haven't seen in a long time. And to real quick circle back to Jess's conversation, 
information about Embrace Grace, I am very happy to announce that Embrace Grace actually has a church in Columbus who is doing an Embrace Grace program. I just found that out in the fall. The lady contacted me. So go to uh, Embrace Grace, uh, Google them and go to their website. And if you would like to start an Embrace Grace uh, ministry or join one that's already existing, you can reach out to them there, which is awesome. And uh, yeah, I think Mm -hmm. there's a lot to do. I think that I think we're energized. Yeah. And I think that um, I think the main thing I would say is just don't get discouraged. Yes. And I think there's a lot of people who've been in the pro-life movement way longer than we have, who have been through these kind of setbacks and advancements again and again. And, and, and I know that we are getting closer than ever, but uh, this is not the end. We still have so much to do and we still, we still win in the end. I think that's the main 100%. thing we need to realize that life will win in the end, that we need to believe in the fact that the pro-life movement, the pro-life message is a winning message. And it is yes. one the majority of people agree with when we're actually able to talk about it, when we're actually able to make this a key focus. And we're going to continue doing that. We're going to continue fighting. We here at Ohio Right to Life can't wait to the day that we can shut our doors because abortion has ended and that we don't have to fight these fights anymore. But that day is not today. And so we're going to keep pushing hundred percent. We, we are strong right now. I think we are together, strong, united for life, just like the 2021 March for life theme says, and I'm excited. I'm excited to continue partnering with you guys. And I know that Jess is too. I know each one of the people who are listening here has impacted life in a different way. And you can continue to do that. And we want to know that you to know that we are so proud of all of the work that our local chapters are doing and the individuals who listen to this podcast for life. You are saving lives. You are changing your culture for life. And we are going to keep pushing our commitment and our compassion is what is going to end abortion in our lifetime. And I truly believe that. I agree. But yeah. So don't forget to go and watch the March for Life national live stream. Go to marchforlifebelieve.org and you can literally sign up RSVP to get the link for the live stream up in your email um, inbox. It is super easy. It took me like 60 seconds. You can, um, al- you can also follow us via our emails and you can feel on, on our social media. So that's going to be a lot of information. It's going to be there. You're going to be able to follow us along hear what we're talking about, see our emails about the different things that are happening at the the March for Life and things surrounding the issue. Absolutely. And I would also encourage you, thanks for reminding me of this, Jess, that we actually had um, Senator Rob Portman and um, Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost both um, do March for Life video messages for you guys um, that we have sent out via email e-blast. So double check your email inbox make sure it's in there. I would encourage you to listen to them. I was very encouraged. Both of the videos are very short. They're only a minute or two long each, but they really help highlight, I think, how we do have so many advocates in high levels of government who do care about life and who are committed to ending abortion and supporting life. So if you have a couple minutes, go and listen to them. I was very encouraged. Yeah. Same. I I think that we're very blessed in Ohio, as I mentioned, to have some really strong pro-life leaders um, that have really put a lot on the line to be able to advocate for life. And and we are blessed in that. So listen to what they have to say. And then I think we can be encouraged to go out and speak in our own lives and speak to people around us through that. Absolutely. 
I totally agree. Well, Jess, thank you so much for sitting down with me today. I am so glad that we were able to do a March for Life episode. We miss being with you guys physically at the March. So I felt it was important for us to do a video, just kind of reminiscing a little bit and kind of looking toward our path ahead. And uh, yeah, we're excited to work for life in 2021. And next year, same bat time, same bat channel. Hopefully we will be in DC marching together for life physically. So guys, stay safe out there and uh, we will see you on our next episode. You're listening to the Pro-Life Ohio podcast, brought to you by Ohio Right to Life. Founded in 1967, Ohio Right to Life, with more than 45 chapters and local affiliates, is Ohio's oldest and largest grassroots pro-life organization. Recognized as the flagship of the pro-life movement in Ohio, Ohio Right to Life works through legislation and education to promote and defend innocent human life from conception to natural death. We are Pro-Life Ohio, and we will end abortion.